by raised hand tonight, any unspoken prayer requests tonight that we may have missed? Amen. Amen. A lot of hands. Thank you. Amen. Bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, Lord, we're so grateful and we're so thankful for the wonderful privilege you've given us to be here this day. Lord, I know we've covered and we've shared a lot of needs for a lot of people affecting a lot of lives. But Lord, the most important need we'll pray about tonight, Father, is knowing that if there be anyone lost tonight wandering in this sin-cursed and dark world, may they find you, God, as you convict their heart and their spirit to come unto you. I thank you, Lord, for the privilege that you've given us this day to come together, share your word with these wonderful and these people that we love. I pray, God, you would bless each one of them in a special and anointed way. I pray, Father God, that you would just allow your words tonight to just penetrate even the hardest of hearts. May you continue to lead us and guide us and direct us, God, so that you may be praised and always glorified. Lord, tonight, your praise and your glory, Father, may be found on our lips as it may be found into our hearts. We love you and we thank you, God, for loving us first. We ask and pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your Bibles with you tonight, I'm going I'm to start out in the book of Joshua tonight, the Old Testament book of Joshua, and read just uh, one verse or so, and then I'm going to move into the uh, Gospel of John for tonight's word. A very special uh, verse, a very special passage I want to share with you. It has a little story behind it, and I want to share that briefly if I can, uh, that story. went back this week going through emails and going through notes that I had received over the last many years in ministry. And occasionally I'll get a, a letter or an email from someone that's in the military at somewhere in the world fighting for the freedoms of our great land. And I, as I look back, and I, I looked and I saw several, and they all touched my heart in a very special way. But, you know, as you go back and look at old pictures or you go back and look at old letters, Certain things come up in your mind. You ever notice that? And you kind of reminisce about what were you doing in your life when you saw what was going on in somebody else's life. And that very same thing happened to me just yesterday morning as I prayed over many prayer needs and as I thought and prayed over the message that God would have me to share with you tonight here. And this particular email, it came from a soldier. And this young man, I think, was 21 years old from what I could gather from his email. Uh, I did respond back to him, and I did communicate with him a few more times. But there was one thing that he had to continue to pretend to be that he wasn't, and that was brave. He shared with me things that I'm sure he's never shared with anyone else but God. He shared with me the fact that he wanted to be in the military because his grandfather fought in the war as well as his father as well had fought in the war and he felt like he needed also to follow in those footsteps. And he's to be commended for that so much. And as he shared in his email to me, he said, if you would, I would sure appreciate if you would pray for me that while I'm here in Iraq that I will develop bravery and have courage in my heart. He said, when I got on the bus, and wave goodbye to my sister and my mom and my dad when we left when we were shipped out. I can promise you, Pastor, that I've never been more fearful of anything in my life. And when I read that again this week, 
this Monday as well as when I read it for the first time several years ago. I stopped and thought about how blessed I am to live in this great land and knowing that there's young men just as him that are willing to answer the call for our nation. Praise the name of God. And as I read through the email, he continued to ask for bravery and protection on him by God as well as for the Holy Spirit to encamp all around him so he would be safe and return home one day when his tour was over. Well, the great news of it was he was wounded, but he did return home safely, and I'm thankful for that. And I did correspond with him a few additional times, but there was one verse that I shared with him that I want to share with you tonight and to every veteran that may hear this message tonight. It comes out of the book of Joshua, chapter 1, and it's at verse number 9. Joshua says, Have not, I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whether so thou goest. If we translate that into modern English, we understand that the Scripture here gives us a commandment from God to be strong and be of good courage. To be strong. Now, I relate back to the soldier that I read the email from several years ago and reread this week how he left to go into harm's way and he said the one thing that he was needing God to deliver to him still as he was now in the battlefield was courage and bravery. And I gave him assurance back, beloved, in my reply to him that he was brave and I could assure him he had courage just to ever step up on the bus. And you know, he wrote me back and he said that was some of the strongest affirmations that he could have ever heard. And I told him, just as I tell each of you tonight, our courage and our strength, it doesn't come from us. Our courage comes from the Lord. And as I shared with him, and as I share with you tonight, I want you to understand and take ownership of this verse 9 out of chapter 1. Have not, I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Scripture tells us, and I share, if we go to the mountains, he is there. If we go towards in the valleys, he is also there. If we go into the sea, then he is also there in our presence. You see, wherever we go, whatever we do, if we're a child of God and the Lord God lives in us, beloved, he is always with us and he is there. Surely those scriptures and surely this verse 9 should bring comfort to each one that tonight feel like they're walking and living their lives in a world all alone, which none of you would be as a believer. God's Word says that I'll never leave you and I will never forsake you. I will always be with you. Even into the end of the age, He gives us a promise. Surely with that we can hold on to, and surely with that we can know that the Lord God is with us. If you'll turn in John 15 with me in the New Testament book of John, I want to pick up there with the main verses that I have tonight that the Lord's placed on my heart. Beginning in verse number 8, 
Jesus' own words he speaks, Herein is my Father glorified, that ye may bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. Now for us to bear fruit, beloved, we also must also bear the understanding and knowing that our strength comes from the Lord. You see, we can do some great things in our life, and many of us have, and many of us, and many of us continue to do at different stages of our lives, young and old. But you see, we can do so much more in knowing the Lord is our strength. He's our ever-present hope in a time of need, the scripture tells us. He continues here, bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. In verse 9, As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. You know, there's nothing any more powerful, beloved, in our lives this day than us sharing with one another a godly love. A godly love. Because, you see, a godly love is not just words spoken from our lips. A godly love is sharing and showing the love of God from one to another with the power of God being manifested within it. If we look in verse 10, Jesus continues. He says, If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and I abide in His love. You see, what Jesus wants us to know is, for us to have strength in one another, we also must have the love within us for one another. You see, there's nothing greater in all the commandments, the Word says, than for us to love one another. The greatest commandment, Jesus tells us. If we look in verse 11, the Scripture says, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, that your joy might be full. You know, I've said it many times in many messages, but if there's one thing that today the world needs so much of that has lost, is joy. You see, joy can't come from this world, and joy does not manifest itself into things of this world. But you see, joy must come through peace, and peace must come through the love of God. Joy must come through peace, and peace must be manifested through the love of God. Jesus says, a peace that I give unto you, does he not? Bless his name. He says in verse 11, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. Just as I've said, your joy might be full. Now, have you ever had the opportunity to work alongside maybe in a public job or maybe have a family member or friend that every time you're around them, they seem to almost always be bubbling over? Now, if you stop and think, you might have to think hard because there's not much of that left anymore, it doesn't seem, does it? You know, I've noticed some people before in years past that every time you was around them, you'd almost ask them to stop laughing and stop being so happy because it seemed like it wasn't even real that they could always be so happy and so joy-filled. And I know sometimes it probably wasn't real, Many times, you know, we show on the outside something quite different than what we really have living in our hearts, don't we? But what Jesus wanted us to understand in these things 
is he said your joy might be full. Now, for us to be full of the joy of God through the Lord Jesus Christ, beloved, first of all, he must live in our hearts. For you see, if he doesn't live in your heart, and you're not a child of the Most High God, then you'll never understand the joy that Jesus speaks in these verses. It'll always elude you. It'll always escape what you're searching and seeking after and seeking for. In verse 13, one of the most powerful verses out of the Gospel of John, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. You know, I stop and think about that verse every time I think of all the women and men that have sacrificed their lives all through the many centuries for the great land we live in so we can live in the home of the free in the land of the brave. I'm so thankful tonight to know that we serve a righteous and a mighty God whose arm and hand of protection is around those who serve in our militaries in our great land. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. I've heard many pastors and many preachers speak on this one verse. But you know, every verse in the Bible is always very intimate to the one that reads it. Would you agree? You see, each verse that I read and each verse that I study or prepare for a message or a sermon on, I always ask God, God, would you let me understand that for myself so I can speak that to someone else? But God, before I can speak it to someone else, Father, I must have full insight and understanding in my own self. I've got to understand what the speaker and the writer is trying to show and trying to share in my own spirit before I could ever begin to speak it to anyone else and share it as a truth that God gives. Lay down his life for his friends. You know, I can think of several relatives that I have that lost their lives in the wars in different battles. And when I think of that, it brings back a lot of emotion because many of those I never had the opportunity to personally meet because they they lost their lives when I was very young in different wars. But you know what I think about every time I read this scripture? I think of my Lord Jesus Christ and the price that he paid on the cross. You see, Jesus tells us that we're no longer servants unto him, that we are now his friends, and he shares unto us as friends. You see, this verse, beloved, goes so truly with that. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Laying down his life. That's exactly what happened on a cross one day on a hill that we call Calvary. Jesus laid down his life so that you and I could have redemption for our sins. I think we always try to look superficially at what happened on the cross, but I think many times in doing so, beloved, we look over the great and the depth of love that was shown on that cross. You see, Jesus was spotless and blameless, and He was without sin. He gave His life. He sacrificed His life. God sent His only begotten Son to the cross 
so you and I could have life and forgiveness. You see, there was no other way. He became a perpetuation for our sin debt. He gave the ultimate price. He gave His life so that tonight all of those in this world, you and I included, can ask and seek and desire the forgiveness of God and be forgiven by the love of God and the shed blood of Jesus Christ. You know, so many times in my life I've seen my mother and father sacrifice in a way that I never could understand. It wasn't a matter of just a few weeks ago, I had a young man that asked me a question. And me and him were driving down the road, and he asked me this. He said, Billy, he said, how can you love your daughter and your wife so much? And I paused just for a minute, and I said, surely, I don't understand. So how can you love your wife and your daughter so much that you're willing to give for them? And it gave me a wonderful and a perfect opportunity once again to witness this young man who gave the price, who paid the price for the debt of sin that all I was trying to do in my life as a pastor and as a clergy and as a father and as a husband and as a son was just sharing just a little bit more about the love of Jesus. Because as he shared with this young man, the price that he needed to look for and the great debt that was paid was paid on the cross. It wasn't paid through my own hands and through my own blood. All I did was receive His forgiveness for it. As we spoke a little longer and we drove a little further, I saw Him wipe tears out of His eyes. And I asked Him, I said, "Uh, I don't need to ask you if you understand what I meant. He said, I do. But I never thought of it just like that. He said, I guess I was looking at you and, and seeing the good things that you do when I really should have been looking past you and looking at the good things that you do because of God in you. When he made those words, I understood he understood. And you know, I want to leave you with that tonight. I don't know of any greater love that I could leave with you, any of you tonight in this place, than to share a little bit of God's love with somebody else that you really love. See, if you share just a little bit of love, God will take it and he'll mix in that abundant love that he has and he'll just mix it all up and he'll amplify it and he'll just return it tenfold, his word says. But you see, it has to start through us giving. It has to start through us desiring in our heart to serve God in a way that would glorify and praise God. You see, we can do a lot of things if we choose to do a lot of things. And we can do these things at times of the day that we choose to do them. But beloved, I want you to understand completely, and if you hear nothing else, hear this tonight. Jesus as he knelt in the garden at Gethsemane, he pleaded unto his Father in heaven, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. You see, the cup wasn't a cup as we understand. The cup that he asked to be passed was a cup of sin from your life and mine. You see, he knew what was ahead on the cross. We can read it in the Scriptures. Surely the Gospel of John's a great place to understand the great love of Jesus. But I want you to know this tonight. God loves you. He loves you so much. John 3.16 says that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever shall believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. 
For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but rather through His Son the world shall be saved. John 3.17 The Scripture again, and I close and I pray, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Tonight, Jesus calls you and I friends. Will you trust Him? Will you seek after Him and to do His will and to do His work? You see, to do that, it will cost you. It will cost you time and it will cost you energy. It may cost you financially. And it surely will cost you years of your life. Because, you see, Jesus wants you to serve Him with your whole heart. Not half-hearted, but serve Him with your whole heart. Would you bow your heads with me? Father God, we come before You during this time of prayer and invitation. We come in Jesus' name. I thank You, Father God, for answering prayer tonight in this place. I thank You for the sweet, sweet presence of the Holy Spirit that tonight I feel. But Father God, tonight I seek that You would convict the heart and the spirit of someone that may be listening, someone that has heard this message, maybe have heard the name of Jesus for the first time, maybe have heard the name of Jesus for many decades. Regardless, Father, speak to their hearts. Draw them unto You before it's everlasting, eternally too late. I thank You, Father, for the great, great, great price that was paid on the cross on the hill we call Calvary. Father God, I think this day, this hour as we pray of the blood dripping from the cross, from the nails, and His hands and His feet, and the blood on His brow from the crown of thorns upon His head. I think tonight, Father, of the great price the ultimate price that was paid on that cross as the Son of God gave His life so that all whom would come unto Him may receive the free gift of eternal life and may that blood cover our sins. Thank You, Father, tonight for continuing to keep Your hands upon our country, upon our great nation, upon our leaders. But, Father, I pray tonight in a mighty and in a powerful way, Father God, that only You can. May You continue to keep Your arms around us. May You continue to undergirth us. Father, just as the Scriptures from Joshua states, Father, provide unto us courage and bravery as we continue to do Your work and Your will as believers as we follow the way of the cross. God, may You be praised and may You always be glorified is this day and each day my deepest prayer. For I ask and I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This concludes tonight's live worship service. We pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, each one listening has been blessed through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. We invite you to join us back again next week. 
for another live outreach worship service as we together continue praising Jesus Christ. Those tonight who have made decisions to follow Christ, desiring additional biblical resources, or anyone with special prayer concerns are personally invited to visit the Praising Jesus ministry website. The web address is www.praisingjesus.org. That address again is www.praisingjesus.org. We want to thank each of you tonight for listening. We invite you back again next week as together we seek God to guide, mold, and speak to our hearts and lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. Good night and may God bless each of you is my prayer.